0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I have a question for you. What age do you give your kids a cell phone? Has that conversation come up? What do you think? Some say we're not going to give our kids a cell phone until they're 17, 18. Some till they can afford to pay for it themselves. Others say Oh, we give our kids cell phones when they're in elementary school. Well, today we're going to talk about a very important conversation that most of you are having or considering, and that is when and what age, what are the criteria for giving your kids a cell phone? I think you're going to enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Now, I recently did a segment for a local uh, news media outlet where I um, frequently do parenting and education segments. And so the station called and asked if I would talk about the right age for getting your kids a cell phone. And as I was researching... I had to consider a lot of factors, and there's there's many experts that see no problem in giving your kids uh, phones at an early age, and their reasons make sense because they've thought about it, probably like you have. And then there are others. When I interviewed folks that work for big tech companies, I mean, they actually work for them, and they'll be quick to say they don't give their kids phones until they're well into their teen years. And if they do happen to give their children a phone at the, in the early teen years, they put lots of re- restrictions and limitations on them like as far as the social platforms and so on and so forth. And that makes sense too. And as I was speaking this year, uh, I was at a conference and I often do technology talks like creating a positive footprint and you know all those kinds of conversations because technology, cell phone usage, screen time, those are huge, important issues. One, they're dividing our family and causing lots of tension and strife. Two, our kids are getting into trouble, meaning they're either going to places they shouldn't be going, befriending people we would not want them to befriend because they don't seek our child's best interest. And the other one is the cyberbullying. So, in this episode, you know, we're not going to be able to cover all of that in our segment, but I am going to do a series on this. It's a topic that keeps coming up, and I know that you're weighing on it. So if you, uh, if you haven't already subscribed to equip to Be, make sure you do so. Tell your friends. This is some important stuff here. Tell your friends. Share it. Share it on your social media platforms. You can find us on social media at Connie Albers for Instagram. You can find us at ConnieAlbers.Author on Facebook and as well as Twitter and Pinterest, you can pretty much find me wherever social platforms are. Not always as active on some of them because I practice what I preach, and that is I want to be present for my kids. I want to be present for my family, and yet still have to do all the things that I do to be able to help you in your journey and to help you navigate the seasons and strengthen your family. We're facing a lot, aren't we? If you have not uh, left a review, would you kindly leave a review, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, uh, all the places where podcasts are played, you can find Equip to Be. And also, if you've listened to this, make sure you share the episode and use the hashtag "Equip to Be. That really helps us as, as far as getting the word out. Um, as, as somebody who has been very involved in social media from the marketing side of it, i know that uh, these topics don't always the social media gods aren't always favorable to topics that i discuss uh, partly because uh, we see what's happening in our families and we also know that sometimes they don't want certain messages to be out there and i am not going to be able to talk too much about that but make sure that you follow us i also want your feedback it's something that i haven't brought up in a while and A listener actually mentioned it to me and said, "Hey, why don't you ask for your listeners to give you some input and feedback? Which I really want to know. I want to know: Are you struggling with this, or what do you you, what do you do in your family? You can email us at contact at conniealbers.com, and make sure you head over to conniealbers.com, as well as subscribe to our newsletter. I send out a newsletter that usually gives you highlights of all the show notes, what the episode is about." as well as other episodes that are relevant or things you might want to check out, some freebies, some some offerings that we have, some courses and such. So make sure that you uh, scoot over to ConnieObbers.com. So as I was talking, this one conference I was at, there's three things I'm asked. When should my children get a phone? What are the criteria? And what are the parameters? And now it may surprise you, having five kids and some grandbabies now, and having worked in this field, uh, knowing the truly the underbelly. uh, Unfortunately, in some of my work, I learned more than I wish I would have known, but that's helped me be able to speak from a place of uh, authority and knowing what truly does happen behind the scenes. I do a lot of talks on this uh, topic, but let's talk about what is the age that is appropriate for your kids? Well, some experts say anywhere between, about the 10 to 11 year old range. Now, some of you, you're a gas. You're like, no way would I give my kid a phone at 10 or 11 years old. And some would say, yeah, that's about right. So let's, let's just kind of talk about what is the magical age? Well, let me just say first, there's not a magical age. There's some criteria that we have to consider before ever giving our children a cell phone. And that's even letting them play with ours. So often I see little kids and they'll be at the air, you know, I'm at the airport or something and, uh, or on the plane and parents will have everything all loaded and, you know, children will stare at their screen for hours on end. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm talking about giving your kids unfettered freedom and, or allowing them to have a phone where you don't really have parameters placed on it. But I will say this pretty much research has shown that by the age of 10 or 11 years old, your children have already been exposed to more than you think they have as far as smartphones and handheld devices. But we have to consider this each child, they develop at a different pace and they come with their own unique personality, need, temperament, and guess what? And struggles, temptations. And you know, one thing that I have seen is, you know, each of you have a different value system. What makes your family run smoothly and what, what doesn't? And which children in your family do you feel has a responsibility, the, the internal responsibility to navigate such freedom? I've read several books uh, on this topic. One, to stay informed and engaged with this particular area because every day, it changes. There's a new threat, a new challenge, a new trend. We're going to talk about that in another episode. Just what do we do when our, with all these online challenges and trends that we see on TikTok and the various social platforms that our kids are facing and or being tempted or persuaded to try. But we do have to start with this premise. Technology, smartphones in particular, not technology, but technology is neutral. I've said this before. Technology is not really good or bad. Technology is is a useful tool. It's like you have a toolbox. You have screwdrivers and drills and and saws and the things you need to be able to, to do a project that you need to do, as well as in your kitchen. You have blenders and mixers and slow cookers, and you have all the tools in your kitchen to be able to whip up delicious meals that your kids want all the time. So that's the way technology is. It's not really good or evil. It's neutral. It's what we do with it. And it's how you expose your kids and how you talk about it that is very much something you need to consider. But when it comes to smartphone and when you should give your child the first one, I've had families tell me they give their kids a phone at five and six years old. And that's great if that works for their family, but they may have a a flip phone. They may have a, a second or third generation phone that really doesn't do much other than has uh, the ability to receive phone calls, AKA from mom and dad or from a coach or from one of their siblings. And that's an important distinction here. So like I said, a lot of experts in the field feel like anywhere between 10 to 14 years old is like that middle school years is an ideal age for these reasons. Now, I'm not endorsing getting a phone at 10 to 14 years old, I know when I was uh, finishing the news segment, one of the producers came out and said, you have just made my daughter's day because she has been lobbying for a phone. And we keep saying, no, no, no. And I'm saying, well, I'm not saying that that is the ideal age, because let's consider your child, their maturity, their personality, temperament, and the purpose. Like why is it needed or wanted? And what is it how are they reacting? And how is your relationship with them? So that age, that 10 to 14 age is basically because that is the years, those middle school years, your kids are still very connected to you. You're typically driving them to sports practices or school or other events. You're driving them, you, you're picking them up, you're taking them and you're spending more time with them. You take them shopping. You take them to the places they want to go, and you pretty much hang around. Maybe it's with some other friends, but you're very much a part of their life. And the reason we wanted to do this segment, and it was so important, is because when I'm doing a new segment, those are just three to five minutes, and there is no way to do justice to this topic in three to five minutes. To be honest with you, I'm not sure in our time today, we're going to be able to do, go as deep as I would like to go. So we'll probably have a part two. But we will certainly have other topics related to this because it is so important. So, you know, in that age range is about a sixth grader. Some folks feel that that's a good place to consider it, to introduce it if your family hasn't already had one. But keep in mind what research shows that by the age of 10, your kids have already been exposed to more uh, cell phone and technology and smartphones than you probably are aware of. And that's just... Unfortunately, that is the way it is. Now, we homeschooled our kids and it wasn't even, you know, a, a, that much of an issue, but it is clearly one, it is clearly an issue that is facing you and your family now. So there are valid reasons to go younger, like a child commutes because parents would often say give their reasons. Well, y- your family maybe your family is separated and there's a divorce situation. And the kids are going back and forth. They don't live and in, in, sleep in this under the same roof every night. They, they go back and forth on weekends or a couple nights a week. And you would like for them to be able to get a hold of you if something happens and vice versa so that you can check in with them. That's a valid reason that parents will often give for giving their children a phone. Another would be if if there's some medical concerns in the family. Maybe there's some additional things going on, whether there's some health crisis or some turmoil maybe going on within the family. And you need to be able to have that communication instantly instead of waiting for them to get off from practice or home from school or, or so on and so forth. Now, I will say there are plenty of reasons to wait longer. And they could be, this is important, that they're not developmentally ready. And the phone can only exacerbate their insecurity, their anxiety, their depression. Now we know since 2020 that anxiety, depression, mental health issues, insecurity, isolation, all of those have truly wreaked havoc on our young people. And so depending on your child the needs of your child, a child who've, who may feel isolated and is trying to very much feel connected, even if it's in a digital world, a screen world, those are factors to consider. And you'd also do not have to start with a full-fledged smartphone. Like I said, you could get a flip phone and or a second or third generation phone where they don't have access to all the things that a smartphone would have, especially the latest, greatest model. Now, it is important. That you have lots of communication. So when you give your kids their phone, you've got to be very connected. There is Catherine Perlman, who wrote an article, basically, she's a licensed clinical social worker. She's the author of First Phone, A Guide for Kids. She often recommends a tween may be more likely to listen to what a parent has to say. And that is true. When I was working on Parenting Beyond the Rules, one of the things I heard often from the kids was if their parents were listening to them, if they felt like they could talk to them. And one thing that we have discovered, and, and obviously what Catherine Perlman says is, there are some advantages. One, your kids can learn phone etiquette in that they can't be interrupted constantly. They learn that if they're with a group of others, meaning at your dinner or they're with you, and somebody texts, calls. They don't answer it right away. Now, that's a whole nother topic because there is an element to expectation, but we teach our kids phone etiquette, when they can be online, when they can't, where they should go, what they shouldn't. So a lot of that can happen in those middle school years. Safety, as far as they're less likely to roll their eyes. And when they become teenagers, they're going off. They're typically doing more with friends independently. Uh, They're with others more without your supervision as much, which, you know, if we can build in a strong foundation of what is acceptable and not, what is proper and not, we can stave off some of the activities, the things we wouldn't want our kids to do. We can kind of stave those off. But remember, I said it goes back to personality, temperament, maturity, and age. All of those play a factor in what we do. Now, if there was a big reach uh, many years ago, wait till 8th, Uh, that is not the same as what it used to be because the pandemic has changed that. However, what we do need to realize is why our kids are needing or begging to have a phone. What's the need there? What's the why? I would say when your children start asking, it's time to have that conversation. Get to the why. Is it peer pressure? Are their kids' classmates making fun of them because they don't have a phone? That's not a reason to give them a phone, but it is worthy of listening to your children because you get an opportunity to help them formulate answers and responses during those middle school years that's harder when they get a little older because they start developing their own thought processes, and not like they don't in middle school, but it is an important age. Now, there are many who will say, The longer you can wait, the better. And I just want you to consider this. After working with teens and college kids, there's an observation that I have made, and that is when children get to be 17, 18, their parents really wanted to wait, and then they go off to college or they get a job. What I have heard so many times is the kids will come and just talk about trouble they got into. And they wish they could tell their parents, but they don't tell their parents. And the reason they don't tell their parents is they're afraid their parents are going to get disappointed, reject them, take their phones away, ground them, lecture them to death, which there's nothing wrong with having a conversation, don't get me wrong. But those are some valid reasons why kids will sometimes sneak and hide. They want what they want some kids do it just because they have the mindset better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Why? Because they already know what you're going to say. Why? Because they've been living with you. They know how you think what your, your values are. They know what your reasons are. And some kids will contemplate and they really will consider the consequence if it's, if it's worth it or not. So we want to be careful of that as well. Another reason why parents want their kids to have phones during the middle school years is that, you know, they're starting to babysit, maybe get some little jobs around the house, or you're working full-time and your children are home alone and you don't have a landline anymore, and they want to be able to get a hold of their child. They also want them, if they're at school, they want them to be able to reach them in case there's emergency or danger or uh, their child's in trouble in some way. They want them to be able to have that communication and that's not a bad reason. So we have to weigh these, the pros and the cons, right? And we have to have limits and restrictions, and we have to talk about why, and we have to talk about consequences. And like I said earlier, do they want it for social reasons? Some of your children may be very much socially driven. They may care deeply about a certain cause or people in general, some friends, and they would like to stay connected to them. Now, I know there's many of you listeners here that you're sitting there, you're shaking your head because you know the dangers. You know how easy it is. And we know that these tech giants, these social platforms, we know that truly the deck is stacked against us. They spend billions of dollars, B, billions, researching how to keep you and your children on their devices as long as possible. And the truth is, it's just about ad revenue. The longer they can keep a set of eyeballs, scrolling mindlessly, then the more ads they can make, they can sell, and the more money they can make. That's kind of like a crude way of saying, that's just kind of like the bottom line. They're not really, they don't really care about your kids, about their safety. They'll say it because it's a great talking point, but that's really, it's really about money at the end of the day and pleasing and satisfying their advertisers. And I know I'll hear from some of you that are in that industry, and that's fine. I've heard the arguments. I've heard the reasoning and the logic. I've also heard from parents whose children clicked on some things that they wish they would have never clicked on, and that's real. And that's why I said we have to be very mindful and considering what kids are asking. Don't be dismissive. Don't be light about it. Don't Take what they're asking and just saying with a hard fast no or a hard fast yes. Just say, let's let's think about it, let's consider it, let's pray about it. You come up with the reasons why, and then we'll discuss it and we'll come up with a plan. And that plan has to work for your child, each child individually, and the parents. Again, there's not a one size fits all here. And I've read so many books and and people have their opinions, and I that's fine. This is birthed out of truly decades of walking through this. And I have learned that the definitive yes and the definitive no rarely works for all kids because we don't parent our children all the same. We talk to them. We should be talking to them differently. We should be listening to them. We should be considering their needs and who they are and their responsibility level and their maturity level. I do say this, regardless of the age. You need to have parental guidelines. Now, I've done podcasts on this, like what apps and phones and plans and like the Bark phone and several of the different apps that parents can use that check your children's whereabouts, what they're doing, how long they're doing it, where they're clicking. And parents will often say, you know what, Connie, I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to check on all of that. I hear you. I totally agree. But what you may want to consider is, do you have the time later after trying to backpedal and restore a reputation or dealing with cyberbullying or the the likes of something that you would rather them not have to have experienced? Had they had some training beforehand, they, they possibly could know how to navigate it. But we always have to give them guidelines. Parents, it's our job to teach and train. In all manner of life. This is just one area. You want to give them a chance to practice, to practice while they're with you, to ask questions and have conversations where their peers aren't influencing them as much as what ends up happening as they transition from elementary to middle school to high school. When children are ready, here's some tips for you, and I'll, I'll put these in the show notes. When they can handle current technology, Let's say they are able to click on, click off if you have time limits or if you have parameters, and they display a level of responsibility in other areas of their life, whether it's TV or playing a video game or, or even going somewhere. If you tell them to do something, uh, there's compliance and obedience with that. Are they showing good judgment in, in other areas of their life? Are they taking on more grown-up responsibilities in general, like maybe some part-time work, extra chores? Maybe they're doing their work, their chores, without having to be asked. Maybe they're making, you see them making consistent, good decisions, wise decisions. Is there trust? Now, all of our children start with trust. I mean, basically, they lose it, but we start with trust. Have they maintained that level of trust and honesty and openness? Do they admit their mistakes? If they did do something, do they come? Do they tell you about it? Or do you have to find out? And then there's a confrontation. And next, when you lay out what the ground rules are, what the requirements, what the limitations are, are they accepting them or are they arguing with you? If they're arguing with you, that may be a sign they're not quite ready. Not necessarily, but it may. They may be just trying to lobby for a little bit more because they have, they're very passionate about something. But here's when your kids aren't ready for a phone. They aren't able to handle minor conflicts. There's problems with kids, with friends, and they don't know how to handle them. If they're not able to handle conflicts in person, within the family, with friend groups, chances are it'll be more difficult if they have a device. Because when we give some, a child a device, then it's almost like hiding behind. We, they will say and do things that they wouldn't normally say or do. Next would be, are you willing to set up parental controls and picking apps and discussing why those apps are in place for your kids? Do they know that it's for their protection? It's, it, do they know it's because there are people out there that will and want to prey on your children that will and want to hurt or harm your kids they don't have their best interest in mind have you had that conversation with them do they understand are they listening to you talking about freely what is going on online what struggles they see what their friends are doing what they're seeing and experiencing those are important conversations to have are they practicing etiquette good etiquette in general are they practicing safety Not giving away personal information, not giving away personal data that could be used to steal their identity and or for somebody to find where they live or where they go to school. When we take the time to consider their age, the maturity level, one 10-year-old could be much more mature than another. Their temperament, their needs, their personality, and their reason why. When we consider all of those, that helps us to make and and pray about it and go before the Lord and talk to our children. Friends, the key here is communication and having a peace and keeping your kids online. Now, notice I have not addressed when your children don't do what you've asked, when they violate the very rules that they agree to, when they go where they shouldn't go, or they do what they have told you, oh, no, mom, I'll never do that. We haven't talked about that because that's a whole episode in and of itself. Here's the summary. While some experts may suggest a certain age based on certain factors like what your children are already exposed to and the fact that you have a greater influence and that influence starts to diminish as they get older because other friends, other authorities, parental um, other teachers, educators, coaches, they start to input more into your kids than when they're younger. That can be used to your advantage. It could also be a great hindrance. So pray about it. Think about it. Don't make a hard, fast rule. Remember, we have to parent beyond the rules. We have to know where we're going. We want to keep our children safe. We know that these devices, these smartphones, they can be used for good. They can certainly be used for evil. And we don't want our children preyed upon, hurt, or harmed, which is why we have to have important conversations with our kids. Make sure that you're listening to your kids and pay attention to what they're saying. They'll feel seen, they'll feel heard, and they'll want to know more about what you think. Trust me, you have great influence in your child's life. Even if they don't act like it, even if they push back against it, what you're teaching them is still stored in their heart. It's still in their mind. And we want to reiterate, we want to have repetition, we want to stay on top of it. So if you don't have the time to monitor one more thing or to set up the parameters that keep these children safe, then it's not the time for your children to have a phone. And I don't care what their reason is, because we cannot hand over such a powerful device without our supervision. It's a recipe for disaster. So I want to know what you think. What ages are you giving your kids' phones? Will you give your children a phone or will you wait till they move out and they can afford it on their own? I'd love to hear. Write us. Make sure you visit us at our social media and we want your feedback. I love hearing about you and I love hearing your questions. If you have further questions, make sure you drop us an email. It'll be in the show notes as well. So head over to ConnieAlbers.com and make sure you click on those links so that you can talk to us and ask some questions. I would love to hear from you.